All right, welcome everyone. This week, I feel like we're gonna be able to delve deeper into this whole idea that we ended off last week about the circumcision of our heart and accessing our yechida. And it was a very important conversation. And I think that I believe we all were left with wanting more, you know, wanting to understand how to access this more and how to do the work. So Chayasara definitely continues this process. Um, before I start, also, I want to say that I know these ideas from the Rebbe that I've been teaching are very novel ideas. And a lot of you who are on this class are already familiar with this novel understanding of Torah. But I get into conversations with people all the time. And it's like, what are you talking about? Where is this lingo coming from? You know, like recently I had a conversation with someone and she's like, it bothers me that you say transform the body or heal the body, because we've always talked about ref if you say refining the body, that sounds more accurate, you know, like it's a spiritual journey of refining the body. What does this mean about like, you know, accessing or transforming this deep part of our body? Or when I talk about, you know, using physical things for pleasure because Hashem is in everything or our bodies have the highest truth. It's it's so when we've been so trained a certain way, you know, and Hashemah has the higher truth or you know, everything is about elevating sparks and it's more of a spiritual journey. It's very hard to shift and to really make sense of this new way. But of course, you know, Gula is going to be totally different than everything we've imagined, because if it was to if it was anything the same, it would be what we know. So, of course, it's going to have to be something totally different. And when the Rebbe introduced all these Sikhas, he said, these are this is a novel idea. This is a no new time, you know, Tarah Hadasha. So, we have to understand that. Um, but this sikha really explains it, I, I feel like, because it makes sense of the shift. And the Rebbe says that there's there's two stages in in our Avaida, and parallel to the stages, everything that's outside of us is also within us. So there's two stages of our personal journey within our body of becoming a vessel and becoming one with Hashem. And parallel to that, there was two journey, two stages in the world, the world's Avaida. So stage one was a time of more separation from Hashem. It was the first stage. It was many, many years, thousands of years. It was from when we were banned from Gan Eden all the way until Nunalf Nunbez, when the Rebbe introduced this new time of Gula Avaida. And it was a time of separation um, where we were more spiritual um, because we weren't, we didn't have access to this, this deep part of our bodies. And the way we related to Hashem was also more se separate, like, Hash and we related to the Hashem as conditional, the part of Hashem that's Elohim, like the masculine part of Hashem that's running the world. You know, Hashem, please, the you far off Hashem, who's like so far, so I can't access you. Please help me with this and help me with this and help me with this. It's like, this Hashem that we hope you'll have time to hear my problems because you're so much greater and so far. So we were more in this space of separation. And in our body, we were also in a space of separation because we were in a space where we actually had to, our, our neshama, our nefesh kiss was the higher light in that space. Like we're, our, our neshama came down to our body on a journey actually the Rebbe says on a shlichas really to elevate the body. And because we were in a more separated space, our body had to be subservient and all those years to the nefesh kiss to our neshama, because we were more separate. 
Um, so much so that all those years when we're more in a stage of refinement and refining the physical and subservient to the nefesh kiss that we knew that we had this part of us called the nefesh bahamas the animal part of us the part of us that you know has desires and lust and it was so so looked at so bad that we have this term in chassidus right escafia that you have to jump over your desires and ignore this part it's primal it's animalistic it's you know, it's lust, it's shtiot, it's it's um, something that we have to stay far away from. And, you know, the ultimate was just follow the, the godly soul and stay far away from this animal soul. Now, we're going to talk about, we're going to go into this, of course, more. We're going to delve deeply into this. But first, I'm going to stop and say, why the separation? Why did we have to have the separation where Hashem was so far away and we were so disconnected from our greatest light and so disconnected from being one with Hashem because the rabbi now connects the sicha to shluchim and to the concept of shluchim for two reasons. Oh, one, yeah. Is, yeah, one is because of the kinesa shluchim, which is this week. And obviously that week was also when he gave the sicha, it was the kinesa shluchim that year also. So he there was a lot of talk about what does a shliach mean. And also because in this week's parsha, there's probably 50% or 60% of the Parsha is talking about Eliezer, who's the first shliach. And a shliach, just for anyone who doesn't know, is a messenger. And Avraham sends Eliezer on a mission to find a wife for his son Yitzchak. And so he's a messenger of Avraham. And so the rabbi talks about that in in that because of that because Eliezer is a shliach he's a messenger of Avram and because of the kindness of shliach he starts talking about the qualities of a shliach and he says in order to be a proper healthy shliach a messenger of someone you need to have two parts and two parts have to be whole one is that you have to be your own independent being you have to know who you are you have to have your own you know yeshes you have to have, know your own personality your own thoughts you have to you can't be completely passive where there you have no identity of yourself because you can't really be successful that way because you have to have like your own, you know, if you're going on a mission and you want to be accomplished and successful, you have to have your own inner strength and your own intuition and your own instinct. And the second thing is to be a proper shliach, you also have to be a vessel and a keli and subservient to the your master or the person who's sending you because ultimately you're you're not doing it for yourself you're doing it for the person sending you so if you start changing their mission or start using your own ego or your own logic or maybe the person maybe i could say it this way or this way or this way and using your own thought process that's interfering with your mission your mission is you're doing it for the person who sends you so you have to really be a vessel to just flow for the person who's sending you and be like a receiver of that and a vessel for for the master of this mission but at the same time you also have to use your own you have to have your own sense of self following okay so um okay one second let me just see if i missed something that's why by the way the rabbi is saying that's why if you look in this parsha, there's so much talk about Eliezer to the point that it doesn't even make sense. So much so that actually Eliezer, the whole part of Eliezer is repeated. First, there's all the parts of Avram speaking to Eliezer. Then there's the whole part of Eliezer on his journey um, 
traveling and having his dialogue with Hashem and finding Rivka. And then it literally repeats itself where he goes and he speaks to Besuel, right? Yitzchak's father. I'm sorry, Rivka's father. And repeats the whole dialogue. Avram's told me this. And then I was at the well. And then I said this. And, you know, the Rebbe says, like, why? Why is there so much emphasis on Eliezer? Because Eliezer was the first shliach and the first one to really embody this journey that we all need to go on of becoming a whole shliach ourselves, like fulfill, like becoming whole in ourselves as an independent being and, and, and a complete receiver for our messenger, which is, of course, Hashem. Now, the first part has been until the rabbi introduced this new era that we've been able to all this stage that we were so separate from feeling Hashem inside of us and from the light and feeling intimate with it, intimate with Hashem and accessing and feeling like totally whole was the whole stage of becoming a separate being. And I've mentioned this many, many times, but if we would have felt the power of Hashem's oneness inside of our body before we were ready, we would have like when we got the Torah at Harsina, we would have, our neshamas would have gone right back to Hashem and gone back to source because we'd, we weren't, we didn't have vessels to stay in this physical body. So all this time we had to be subservient to the nefesh kiss, the light within us, our neshama, our soul, because we were separate and we wouldn't, you know, have been able to stay on an elevated state or be able to connect to Hashem, but it was in a state of separateness. And now the Rebbe is saying, now we're ready for the second stage to be able to access ourselves as a vessel for Hashem to flow through us and, and our greatest light and becoming one with Hashem. Um, so how is this possible? You know, we all want that. We all want to know what Hashem desires of us and feel Hashem flowing through us and feel like we're a vessel of Hashem and, 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 and feel one and not feel like Hashem some far off being that's not accessible that, you know, you have to beg for for that connection or for that love. How do we become access the second level where we really become one with Hashem? So this is a stage two, and the Rebbe says that the way to access this is now it's time to access our body and our the highest light that's in our bodies. Because as we know that it says in Geula that the Gullus way is that our neshama was the higher light, but the Geula transformation is that we're going to access the body's highest light, which is even higher than our neshama. And within the body is the way we access the flow and the oneness and Hashem's desires within us. And that second level of being a, a shliach, where we feel Hashem going through us and where our hands and feet and our body is just like a vessel for Hashem to flow through us. Now, it's so interesting because as you as I learned these sikhas, you see like you can connect the dots and understand different aspects more. So in Parshas Bereshis, those of you who've heard this, um, we learned that the, the Rebbe said that when it says that Hashem chose the Jew, Hashem chose the Jewish body um, to be his chosen people, the Rebbe says you would think that it's the, uh, the Jewish soul, the Jewish neshama that Hashem chose. But then the Rebbe says, no, it wasn't the Jewish soul because the Jewish soul has a special spark that's unique and has a unique light that's different than the rest of the nations, than the rest of the world. And free choice is not when something, free choice is not when something's so much greater. That's not free choice. Free choice is when something is the same, you know, like we spoke about, like you bring a kid to a candy store and you say, do you want, 
you know, candy or do you want to go next door and get a vegetable? Like what kind of choice is that? But if you say you want this red lollipop or this red lollipop, that's free choice. So the Rebbe told us then in that sicha that he didn't choose our neshama because our neshama is elevated, is on a higher level. And he didn't even choose our body because are the physical part of our body because the physical part of our body has been so refined over the years doing Torah and mitzvahs and eating kosher food and learning, you know, learning Torah and doing all the mitzvot that our physical body has become different than the rest of the nations, than the non-Jews. And therefore he couldn't choose our body. He had to choose something else. So when we talk about the physical body that's elevated, we're talking about the first stage until now. There's a part of our body that got elevated from our neshama and did all the mitzvahs all these years and did all the spiritual work. We refined ourselves. There's this deeper level inside of our body. The rabbi said the material part of our body that's exactly like the non-Jews, that there's no reason why Hashem chose us. It was just because. And he chose this part of our body to put his essence in it. What's this material part of our body that's the exact same as the non-Jews? The nefesh Bahamas, the animal part of our body. Because that's the primal instinct, right? The part of us that's like survival and, you know, our desires and, that, that instinct to survive and, 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 and all the things that's like could be negative, like lust or pleasure or whatever that didn't seem holy, that didn't have like that special Jewish spark is exactly like the non-Jews on one level. Yet Hashem chose to put his essence inside the Jewish Nefesh Bahamas. And all this time we stayed away from the Nefesh Bahamas because we weren't ready to access this great oneness with Hashem. And I explained that already because we, we needed to first have enough of a separation so that when we unite, we have both aspects, the separation and the unity. Now, um, what's so special about this is when it says, there's many things that we say when Hashem chose us as a chosen nation, there's many things. Of course, we were chosen to get the Torah, which means that the Torah in, it, in the Torah is the blueprint of life. It has all the values and the ethics and morals of how to how to live, how to elevate humanity to live with Hashem and live with proper values. And we were chosen to receive the Torah to be able to teach these values into the whole world, which is one level. And on a deeper level, that was like the first stage of like the spiritual stage. Now, when we're talking about the Gu'ula work, which is the refinement of the deepest part of our body, the Nefesh Bahamas, the animal part of us, we were also chosen for this. That's something unique that a non-Jew can't do is that we, when we transform the animal part of us and access this greatest light that's within a Hashem's unity and Hashem's oneness within this part of us, we transform this animalistic energy, which is also the Toho light, right? The light of Asa, the light of energy and desire and passion and fire. So much so that we actually make, bring this, what could potentially be low vibration, we elevate it and we redeem and we reveal the highest light in it. And we bring this energy <laughs> into Kedusha, into holiness that a non-Jew can't do. So when it says that Hashem chose this part of us and put his essence in it, as, as a Jewish person, we have this ability to take this light and truly, truly transform it. Now I wanna talk about these two energies a little bit and these two lights um, and go back to, yeah. Oops. You want to say oh, something? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I wasn't uh, muted. Um, yeah, the question is, you say, uh, now we can transform that. So what happened to that light before? 
before we could. It was hidden. That's why it says in Chassidus that Hashem is in exile with us and that Hashem, Hashem Shekhinah, his, his essence is, is crying, his feminine is crying. We never understood that. Oh, Hashem's in Gullus with us. He's in exile. He's suffering. He's in pain with us. He, Hashem put his own essence into exile for thousands mm. of years and suppressed and his Shekhinah and his feminine light in order to be able to create the impossible, physical and spiritual. And now, and now it can come out because we know more how to deal with life. Well, now we're ready for Geula, the redemption. And what is redemption? The redemption is the redemption of Hashem. See, this thing is like we think, oh, Hashem put us in exile and we're suffering. All our suffering was being disconnected, was Hashem being suppressed himself. His essence was suppressed, his desires. He, he created the world for him to express himself and to experience the expansiveness and beauty of this human experience and this earth, this universe. And he withheld his desires and his main purpose of life in order to give us the sense of separateness and, you know, so that he could, so that the ultimate is that he can experience life in this physical world. It was the only way to do it. And now when we redeem ourselves, and we're, and we're going to talk more about it, but we're, we're redeeming Hashem. And that's why Geula is, when we talk about Geula, is, the, is unity with Hashem. It's the marriage between us and Hashem. It's joy, pleasure, abundance, flow, you know, unconditional love, everything flowing through us, like un, unlimited money, everything. Why? Because we redeemed Hashem within us. So there's no more limitations, no more pain, no more suffering, because Hashem is redeemed. So when we're talking about redemption, we're literally talking about redeeming the part of Hashem within us. Okay. So, Thank you. yeah, you're welcome. You know, it's pretty powerful. So now let's talk about these two lights because everything that's in within us, as we, as I always say, is also within the world. So we know that Yaakov and Esav, right? The twins, that's in next week's parsha. I'm sure the rabbis gonna talk about it more. Um, in next week's Parsha, but Yaakov and Esav are these two lights. And actually, so Yaakov is like the nefesh elokis, the spiritual light, staying in spirituality, refinement, you know, doing the right thing, which is tikkun, which is like refined refine light and always doing what's right. And Esav is like desire and pleasure. And, you know, he liked to hunt. He, he like really, really was in the physical. And so much so that we, I never understood as a kid, why did his father Yitzchak want to give him the greater bracha? I mean, no sense. Like if Yitzchak is a tzaddik, he's a righteous person, he knows that he's a prophet, he, he, he knows everything. Why, why would he want to give the greater bracha to his wild son, Esav, who was making all kinds of, you know, wild and bad choices? Because he saw Esav's potential and he saw that in this wild, passionate desire for the physical, is actually like this desire to connect to Hashem's greatest light, which is in the lowest places in the, in, and the passion and the fire of connecting to Hashem, which Yaakov did what was right and, and stayed away from wrong. And it's good. And he refined, but he didn't have the passion. All these years when we were doing Torah and Mitzvah and Halacha, this is what the Jewish, this is what Hashem wants. We weren't alive. We weren't passionate when we, we weren't fiery. We did it with our heads because it's the right thing to do, or we did it out of fear. Coming alive is is igniting that part of us with with the ace of part of us, the love for life, the passion for life, the the aliveness. 
but doing it in the right way. And we see, so anyway, so Yitzchak wanted to give him the bracha, but of course it wasn't the right time. I'm going to get to your question in a second. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the right time. So Rivka knew that. And with her, her Bina, with her feminine understanding, she knew it wasn't the right time and ultimately gave the bracha to Yaakov. But later we see the Yaakov and Esau wrestle, right? Esau's angel and Yaakov wrestle. And that represents the two energies are wrestling the the tohu light, the feminine light, the passion and the desire. And then Yaakov, which is doing the right thing and the refinement, the spirituality. And then what happens after the wrestle? Um, Yaakov wins, but he gives the, the, the Malach, the angel gives him a bracha and he names him Yisrael. Yisrael is also Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel. And Yisrael represents wholeness. Yaakov is a part of us and Esav is a part of us, but we need, a, in order to become whole, you need both. So he called him, he said, now your name is Yisrael because you're, you're realizing you're not complete by yourself. You need both. You're harnessing both energies. Okay, Elishava, go for it. It's not exactly true that Yaakov had no passion and that we never had passion uh, for Hashem. You see all, all in stories that are given, even in the others, that we, wor we work with passion. Well, first of all, it's a Dikimar an exception, really. I mean, I know I said Yaakov, he's Tikkun energy, but the, a tzaddik is one who has transformed his nefesh of Bahamas, or he's created already where he doesn't have that struggle because he's fully transformed. Like the Gula, the Gula Avoda, the, the Gula work of transformation is that when we take the energy of our nefesh of Bahamas and we reveal the light that's within it, a tzaddik has already, is already there. We in, in the the Gullus avoda is like if we're lucky we could get to abenani. That means like doing the right things, but our inner self hasn't been transformed. Now the Rebbe is saying that the gula avoda is the tzaddik avoda, where you can access the light and the passion and the and like that feminine energy inside of you and use it for Hashem. I think a tzaddik has always had that, and that's what makes him a tzaddik. At the same time. You're you're right. I mean, I shouldn't. It's it could. I'm ha I'm happy when people bring things up when I say things extreme because it could come across wrong. There has been passion and we've had had passion, but at the same time, our greatest light, like that, to the point that like we want to do a mitzvah, we where we know what Hashem wants of us and we want to do it because we don't need to be told, we don't need to be afraid. There doesn't need to be repercussions. There doesn't need to be anyone telling us. It's like I need to do this because my whole being. It's like, if I don't do this, I'm going to disconnect from Hashem. Like, that's what the rabbi says, that Geula is like the desire to do what's right and be with Hashem and that we know what we want is so intense and so fiery that no one's going to, no one's going to need a mishpia. No one's going to need someone outside of themselves to tell them what to do, because why would we want it? So the fire it's, so is so it's intense. Not, okay, so I understand it now. So it's not that there wasn't fire, but that that the will, the ratzon to do it from the inside of us like yeah. without yeah okay okay yeah we needed more external like you know there was more like this feeling of like Hashem will be upset and you know, I have to be a good Jew and I have to do the right thing and in order to keep us on the right path but when you transform this part of you it's nobody needs to tell you what to do you on your own your fire is guiding you to that yeah thank you for bringing that up so all of these years, we weren't able to access this great light. And and Yaakov and Esav and our forefathers accessed all these different parts, even though we weren't ready to access it because they trailblazed for the future. So Yaakov had this experience. We had a moment of Yisrael, 
But then, you know, still, we weren't ready for many, many, many years. And the Rebbe saying, now we've done literally everything we've done. The Rebbe says, step one is complete. We're as separate beings. We've done it. We've done the work to refine the world, refine our body spiritually, like get the world ready. We're, we're, we're separate beings. Remember, there's the right. I said there's two aspects of being a complete shliach. So the Rebbe said the first aspect is done. Now, the only thing that's left is to redeem the second part of us, this deep part inside of our body, and unite these two parts of us. And when we do that, we we have inner gula, we have the inner transformation, and that's the only, and I'm, we'll see while we have time to read later, I, I'm going to read inside the sikha, but the, the rabbi says like, there's no reason, we've done all the work, there's no reason why Mashiach's not here, we've done everything we can. So the rabbi is saying it's true we've done everything in the stage one and now all that's left is the redeeming that and we spoke about last week that inner yachida this inner part of us now another thing that in the sikha the rabbi speaks about is this he he asks this question why does avraham invest every single thing into this shlichas of eliezer that eliezer was sent to go and you know do the shirach to find this match for yitzhak and it says in the Torah that Abraham gave all, all his wealth, right? I assign everything to you. Please tell this woman that you find that everything down to my last penny. I mean, not literally those words, but like I'm signing all, all, all of my, my wealth to Yitzchak. So the rabbi asked a question, how is this possible and why? Because actually halachically, you're not even supposed to give everything you're supposed to maybe give 10 percent or 20 percent or if you want to give your child an inheritance you could give them but not everything and also avraham was only a hundred i think he's at 140 so he had 35 more years to live and he still had this inn right where he would provide all these travelers with food and and a place to stay and and wine and everything so why is avraham giving everything so the rabbi says that it's not only talking about money it's literally talking about his kishkas like his whole being his whole life his whole purpose that there was nothing nothing more important than finding this match for Yitzchak finding the right wife for Yitzchak because he realized that there was nothing more important like at this point Avram you know did a lot of work and teaching everyone about Hashem and he says like now I will invest everything even all my money everything everything I own meaning there's nothing more important than this match because this Avram understood that this was the whole purpose of creation because this match between Rivka and Yitzchak represented something so much deeper what did it represent it represents the union of body and soul which is basically what the whole world was created for so I'm going to explain that the, the Rivka and in, in the terms in the terminology of Hasidus and what the Rebbe uses is the Rivka is ban which is the body which is the feminine light and we see even the way she was raised, right? She was born in Haran, and it says that she was a rose among thorns, that she was surrounded by idol worship and a lot of, you know, very divineless energy and in a space where, you know, she wasn't raised in a way that it was with holy spiritual light. Um, and so so she, again, in the word, it, the terminology is ban, that she's she's the body. And Yitzchak, on the other hand, is the exact opposite. It says that in Chassidus or in the Torah, it says that he was like a perfect Ayla. Like he, that's why he was so much so that he was almost sacrificed. Like he was never left the land of Israel, was born in Israel. He had a, a circumcision, he had a bris at eight days old. Like 
his whole being was complete holiness, complete spirituality. So he was in, again, the terminology is ma, that he was like fully spiritual. He was soul. And that Abraham put all his investment in this because he's like, there's nothing more important. And the Rebbe said the same thing. This is a message for us that we have to realize that everything until now is done and there's nothing more important than focusing on the unification of our body and our soul, like Rivka and Yitzchak. And so much so that just like Avram put in everything that we have to put everything into this because it's the only thing that's holding us back is the only thing that's left. And it's so, I feel like whenever I need like a little more push or a little more strength, like I see something like this from the rabbi and I'm like, thank you. You know, it's like, sometimes you're like, is it like, okay, it's important, but like maybe there's more important things that I should do. Or is it crazy that this is spending so much energy of mine or like, like really should, is this where I need to be like fully, fully, fully. And then the rabbi says, yes, yes. Like, Abraham put every single last penny into this. This was like, there's nothing more important. Like, this is why Hashem created the world. This is this is everything. Like, I'm not going to hold back anything. So there's two messages here. First of all, that we have to realize, like, this is it for us. Like, there's nothing more important. But also, maybe we might feel like, am I, you know, if I put all my energy into this, like, am I going to have the right support? I'm going to have the, you know, the community, the friends, the money, I might have everything I need. So the message here also is like, Avraham, we're the shliach, right? And Avraham's the messen- the sender, and he gave everything to Eliezer. So it's also for us, like, Hashem, it's, it's a reminder for us, like, Hashem is going to pour everything we need to be successful, the right support, the right money, the right community, the right everything so that we can be successful. If we commit ourselves to this and we say like, this is what we need to do, we will have everything we need to succeed. Okay, I will pause here and to see if anyone has any comments or questions because the next thing I'm going to talk about is actually how do we transform the Nefesh Bahamas, which is very much connected to last week also. Yeah, Alishava. Sorry, sorry, this, what, what do you, I missed it. If we commit ourselves and say, this is what we need to do, can you just re- briefly say again what this is? Then Hashem yeah. will help us. This is is the union between, like the Rebbe said, Ma and Ban, which is the union between soul and body. And in other words, which is the union between the Nefesh Alakis and the Nefesh Bahamas, meaning that our body becomes in full alignment and every part of our body is activated where there's no more, this, is, this part of my body is good and this part of my body I have to suppress. The emotions I have to suppress, my desires I have to suppress, my Nefesh Bahamas is not holy, so let me stay away and only focus on the Nefesh only on spiritual light. The, the union is finally where we get to a point where we transform that feminine part of us, this like the that part where Hashem's essence is, the Nefesh Bahamas, and unify all the parts, our emotions, the feminine part of us, our self-expression, our desires, which is really... Again, if when we transform and we refine and we ac- access the greatest light, it's really Hashem's energy through us, and then becoming a whole shliach, right? Where there's a part of us that's our own being, and another part of us that's completely like a vessel for Hashem's light to flow through us, which is the deepest part of our body through the nefesh Bahamas. and then we become fully activated and we become redeemed and we become our, like a full, full-on shliach of Hashem because we have both aspects. And that is what brings Gula and the Rebbe saying that, that there's nothing more important right now. And the Rebbe also said, we've done the first part. So it's meaning, what do we need to do now? We need to transform the Nefesh Bahamas. That's what's left. And that's what we need to focus on. 
Is that clear? Sorry, it's so hard to get out of mute. So by transforming the Nefesh of Bahamas, right now our job is to transform the Nefesh of Bahamas, and that means giving attention to our bodies. Yeah, so, we'll, yeah, simply, but hopefully we'll go more into detail. Okay, so, okay, thank you. Yeah. So last week we spoke about accessing the Yechida, right? Yeah, Gila, go ahead. Yeah, I think it's also important. We are so much used to control, and here we definitely need to release. Even if we don't know everything, Hashem is giving me today what I need to know for today. So we don't need to understand everything with our heads. Feel what we need to feel and release. Actually, it's, it's, no, it's a good introduction to what you're saying because I'm going to jump in and say here, what you're saying is basically becoming in, in feminine energy, which is like machos, right? Being a vessel, being a receiver. And that's exactly what the Rebbe said. So I, I was going to go to it soon, but I, I'll jump in and say that, that as long as we were in the nefesh kiss, that part of our body where the, the soul was in charge and we were disconnected from our nefesh Bahamas, the deepest part of us, actually it was like the sun where, and it was chachma, it was spirituality. It was like, we we're like, we had a sense of control and we're spiritual and we're doing the right thing. And the rabbi said that when we access in the nefesh Bahamas, we're activating the, the moon. It's the receiver, it's machos, it's that part of us where we're actually just a vessel for Hashem's light because what's in there is Hashem's essence and he Hashem's essence becomes the driver. So it's like activating the moon to reach its full potential because the moon will reach its full potential when it radiates like the sun, right? And the sun takes up, fills up all the light of the moon that the moon will actually become as great or if not greater than the sun. So the rabbi is saying this part of us is that's the receptive energy where the machos energy where we're like, literally don't need to know anymore the future and the spiritual energy we were more like you know trying more a sense of control okay i have to be spiritual i have to accomplish this and this and this i have to do this and this so i'm good enough jew i'm a good enough i'm a good enough there's still ego in that the nefesh of bahamas is the feminine malchus i'm i'm a receiver i'm here i'm a shliach of hashem like like that's what we said there's two parts there's a part that we're independent and then the part that we're just here to receive what the messenger wants from us so it's exactly that. The Nefesh Bahamas helps us access that deep part of like just being open to receive. And it's amazing because you think about it, like so many people have such a difficult time with these things. Like, what do you mean access my desire or like know what my body wants or just step in the unknown and feel comfortable? Yeah, because if you're not going to access your Nefesh Bahamas, you're right. It's going to be impossible. And that's why sometimes it's like, you don't even, I don't even, like, there's no point in even debating because you're talking two different languages. Like, opening up your Nefesh Bahamas and transforming it is like stepping into a new world that, and it's talking a new language. So it's like either you're experiencing it or you're not. There's no point in arguing with anyone. So anyways, going back, last week we talked about the Yechida, which is, of course, when we talked about the circumcision, right? The breasts of the heart in order to access a Yechida, which is the greatest light, which is our desires and and all of that, and it's very similar to now. It's the Nefesh Bahamas is is the blockage really to our Yechida and Hashem's essence both. And we talked about like the circumcision. So I feel like hopefully this will explain it even more. I, I thought of three examples. There's many examples, but I'm I'm going to share three. 
what are some things that we can do to circumcise the heart, to transform the nefesh of Bahamas, to get to the greatest light? So one thing that we don't, an example of why we've been scared of the nefesh of Bahamas is because there's very, very intense fire in the nefesh of Bahamas. So for example, very intense emotions. We've been terrified of our emotions and we've been, we escape from our emotions. We run away, we suppress them. We logicalize them. Oh, whatever, it's fine. Hashem's good. There's, it's going to be fine. You know, anything to stay away from our emotions. So entering into the Nefesh of Bahamas, circumcising it, transforming it, entering it, being willing to feel the intense fire of our emotions. And I think, and I've been writing about this, I really think the core is anger. And, 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 and we have to access holy anger, healthy anger. The opposite is, you know, you think of Hamas, right? It's such such the opposite and they're asa right they 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 take anger and they use it in hate and and violence and and they're using it in the opposite way and in order for the transformation we have to take the same light and use it in holiness and the reason why i think anger is such an important emotion is because first of all it's been the most suppressed the most not talked about the most like it's ugly it's like a behemoth it's an animal like you know you shouldn't be angry but i also from my own experience and my own journey i found that whenever I feel like more external emotions, like, you know, depressed, down, anxious, like dark, disconnected. It's always, when I get down to it, it's always because I'm blocking anger. And when I access the anger and then I feel the fire inside of me and I could like let it be and let it be and let it steam out, then I'm back to aliveness and I'm back with Hashem. So I really experienced the power of anger. And now I wanna say the reason why also, we've been like, stay away from anger is because we haven't known how, what to do with anger. And so anger meant yelling at people, throwing things, having tantrums, shaming, blame. It, it, it always affected the other person. Healthy, holy anger is, uh, uh, is, is you, your body, and Hashem, your nefesh of Bahamas. It's very personal. It has nothing to do with anyone else. You have to go, and if you're, if you're letting it out someone else, that's not holy. It's, it's like literally like going to a safe place, locking the door, being by yourself, going outside to nature and imagining like your anger as lava, like going through your body and like steaming out and breathing. And there's a lot of somatic breaths that you can do that I'm not going to go into today of what to do when you're angry and breathing it out. But it's, it's, it, I've come to actually, when I, when I, when I access the anger, I'm so happy and I'm excited because it just brings me more and more and more alive. There's so much power to it and I'm not afraid of it anymore. And I know what to do. And I, it's again, I don't interact with people when I'm going through this. It's my own personal thing. And sometimes I'll like intensely clean my house when I'm going through this because it's like something physical, you know, to let out the anger. But it's it's really holy because it's like, it's the anger of, and I'm going to connect it. It's the voice of Sarah. Like, I'm not saying that she was angry when she sent away Yishmael last week, but it's the sense of like strong, strong, strong worthiness. Like, if long as we don't access the anger, we may we give excuses. You know, this person is traumatized or doesn't mean it, or like Israel to Hamas, like the whole world. Of course, they're acting like that. Poor things have been, you know, traumatized and locked up in cages, and it's this victim mentality, like making excuses for everything. Healthy anger, like imagine Israel standing up and saying, "Absolutely not. You will not do this even one more time. We are. We deserve this land. This is our land." We did not make you victims. You know, you acted this way and you, we had to put a boundary around you to, uh, to protect us. We didn't cause this. You caused this for yourself. Like enough is enough. So healthy anger is like, I know my worth. Like Hashem would not want me to be spoken to that way. Like, 
such, such clarity. So you don't communicate to someone until you work through the anger and then you get this sense of clarity, of strength, and then you communicate if you have to communicate. First, you feel the anger, but it's so connected to, and I, I've been so, so inspired by this thought of that, that Avraham wanted to send, Avraham wanted to keep Yishmael, right, last week, because Yishmael was being a bad influence on Sarah. Why? Because he had compassion. What's compassion? It's the voice of the soul. The soul, Teferis, is compassion, right? It's one of our soul powers when you have compassion. And it's the lower voice. It's the part of us, oh, I have so much compassion. I feel so bad. This person doesn't mean it. And we thought that that was the ultimate because further than that is cold, right? Completely distant, completely in the head. I'm sorry. I don't care. This is your problem. That's completely like not even in your soul. A higher light is when you redeem your soul and I have compassion. I care about you. It's great. Even higher than that is the the voice of the body, which is Sarah. When Sarah said, I know you're compassionate. I know it's your son, but practically like Tachlis, he's being a bad influence on Yitzchak and we need to preserve the future of the Jewish nation. So he's got to go. This is truth. This is, it, there's no negotiation. And this is also like, I, I have never really understood why is Gevura boundaries, the feminine voice. I can understand like Bina intuition or like we're soft, we're feminine. Gevura has so much strength. And I, I understood it. I couldn't understand it before I accessed my, my body's voice, but there's so much Gevura in the body. It's like, it's above compassion. It's like, I know, and Hashem is taking care of you and all your trauma and all the reasons why you're acting this way. And I'm in my truth. And Hashem says, listen to the voice of Sarah, the body's truth of this is reality. This is, there's so, if you think about in the world right now, there's so many issues because everyone is this in victim mentality. You can't PC, you have to say it this way and this way, and you're going to hurt my feelings. And you have to make sure to say it in the right way and package it and with a perfect bow because everyone is traumatized. And of course, it doesn't mean we shouldn't be compassionate and be kind and sensitive. But there's also the aspect of truth is truth and right is right. And people need to be a mensch and you have to act in an appropriate way. And so what point do we get trampled on? And and, and that's that's the voice of Sarah. So, so the first thing is healthy anger. The second thing is Sarah's voice, which is authentic self-expression, accessing this part of us that's, this is my body, this is my land, this is Eretz Yisrael. Like, and imagine your body is Eretz Yisrael and speaking articulately and, and with, with Gavura. But again, not only once the anger is calm, we don't speak to people with anger. And another thing is um, accessing this light in the Nefesh Bahamas is until now, we it was everything was black and white. It was physical and spiritual. Like Hashem is in the spiritual and he's not in the physical. Like when we daven, we're with Hashem, when we say Tehillim, when we give tzedakah, when we do a mitzvah, but when we're, you know, cooking or doing physical things or doing art or shopping, whatever, it's gashmias, it's physical, like, fine, you have to do it. You're allowed to do it if it's for elevating sparks, but there's no other reason to do it. How do we access the, the Nefesh Bahamas? The physical is realizing, it's the transformation of realizing, no, I'm wearing these beautiful clothes because I'm a daughter of Hashem, because Hashem is within me, like, that in is in itself, like, and or I'm cooking because it gives me pleasure, or I'm dancing because it gives me joy, because it it's helping me access this Toho light, this feminine light, this transcendent light of Miriam holding that tramp, that that um, tambourine. It's accessing faith that's transcendent beyond like this, like do this and do this and do this. If I'm stuck in that space, like I could get so consumed by fear and negativity. It gets me into higher vibration. 
where I can access like that joy. And, and so these are just three examples. I mean, there's so many examples, but like things that maybe we would have stayed away from, like clear self-expression, accessing Hashem, realizing Hashem is in the physical, He's in the spiritual. It's all one and the same. When we're davening, if we have a desire to daven, with, with Hashem. If we have a desire to cook, we're with Hashem. And that's what's novel about these sikhas. The whole year in Arnav Nubez, the Rebbe is saying, there's no separation. Hashem's in the physical, Hashem's in the spiritual, Hashem achad, Hashem's in everything. And if you access, so now, Nefesh Bahamas, if you're saying, I really, really, really want to go to the beach. And then the spiritual part of yourself, well, maybe I should be doing a mitzvah. Maybe I should be doing something more holy. Maybe if you have that desire and you go and it gives you joy, you're redeeming the light of the Nefesh Bahamas. And you're not, and if you suppress it, you're staying away. You're not accessing the higher light. You're not becoming a driver for Hashem's essence in you. Now we have, once we access the light in the Nefesh Bahamas, we have what the Rebbe is saying is the ultimate of why we're here. We have the unity of Rivka and Yitzhak, or you could say Ban and Ma, or soul and body. All of our parts, there's, they're all different lingo of the same thing. There's Nefesh Bahamas and Nefesh Kiss become one. The masculine and feminine within you become one. And the soul and body. And also, this is also connected to, of course, the human relationship. The more we understand, we unify all our, our parts. We understand how to unify with our spouses, with our husband. We understand, you know, what our feminine role is. And also, of course, the sun and the moon, right? It says that when Mashiach comes, the moon is going to be in her greatest light. And there's going to be two great luminaries. So it's going to be the, it's, it's also the redemption of that. Um, and we we become we're a full shliach. We're receivers of Hashem's light, but we're also our own person. And and how does this is so cool that the Rebbe says that what what is Mashiach? Take a shliach, the word the letter shliach, which is a messenger. Add plus ten equals Mashiach. It's the same numerical value. That Mashiach is the same value of shliach plus ten. So the shliach in us is the part of us that we're just a messenger of Hashem, the feminine part of us, the body that's just flowing with Hashem's oneness. Plus take the 10, the 10 parts of our nefesh our neshama, which is the 10 spheres, right? Chaseh Gevura, I mean, Chachma Bina Das, the three parts of our head and the seven parts of our emotions, our, our 10 soul powers, put it together, you access your inner Mashiach, you access your inner Gula. What is that? It's that the, the, the Keser, Hashem's will and desire, or the Yechida, or the part of Hashem, Hashem's one is the deepest part within our body, our Nefesh Bahamas gets revealed. So now we know what Hashem wants of us, and we're just a vessel. But then we unify it with the parts of us that's, that was independent all these years from Hashem. It's our per, the 10 parts of our souls is like our personality, our desires, our talents, the way, not our desires, the way, the way we do things. It's like, oh, you're really good at this, or you're really good at this, or you know, our strengths, our, 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 the things that make us who we are as an independent being. Like when it comes to the essence of Hashem, there's a certain like oneness in that. But then as we go further and further from the essence, we individuate more. So our, cent, our 10 soul powers are very individual based on our personality and are based on our gifts and based on what we're good at. So the Rebbe is saying that when we unify that part of us, that we're just literally Hashem working through us and using our independent strengths and talents and you know who we are separate and we unify them that equals mashiach that we have this powerful space that we access the the inner mashiach within us 
And we spoke about last week that when each person accesses their inner Mashiach, we have the ultimate final Mashiach. So that's everything I want to say. And I, I, I'm, I have a few minutes. I could read inside also um, some of these paragraphs if you want to hear it straight from the Sikha. But I feel like I'll open for comments or questions also. Can I ask something? Yeah. Do you find, I mean, I don't know, just something I find or is that a lot of the anger is connected to the male-female where Definitely. we have, okay, yeah, because I just feel like a lot of it I find comes with this tremendous resentment and then the resentment goes to this place of like, I gave away my power. Well, Alex, I want to explain that. I think it's very, because it's very apropos because the rabbit does talk about this, that the body, initially the neshama was higher and our body was suppressed and that the final stage of the body is going to have the higher light and the body is actually going to nourish the soul. And the rabbi says that this is connected to the feminine is going to become in her full power and the moon is going to become in her full power. It's all connected. Our sister is going to be in her full power, that the feminine is going to become higher than the masculine. And Gala's exile was basically the suppression of feminine light, that the women were suppressed and the masculine was in their power and felt that they were powerful and they suppressed the feminine light and and was very dominating to the point that they that I'm, that, I'm just as you're saying i'm thinking about the amount of resentment and anger that comes up toward that masculine isn't i'm seeing it not just in myself i'm seeing it with people i work with is it's it's bigger than what we're dealing with it's almost like there's this this tremendous pain and this anger which is what you're talking about which is a holy anger which is not just for us but it's for the for the whole gullus of repression of exactly. the, the feminine, we like the voice of Sarah. Sarah must come back to us, and we're just like exactly. So what I want to say is this is so important because we have to understand because if we don't understand our power and the process to get there, we we we're we're missing the path. Like the thing is, like think about Eretz The fact that this is happening in Eretz now in Israel is just because to escalate our personal. Google process because it's it's like a we could understand it's giving us like a physical example. Eretz Yisrael, the the they, people will say, how does Israel become safe? Peace treaty, right? Or like given to them or make them feel good? And then no, we know the only way Israel will become safe and in her light and in her power, and everyone will start anti-Semitism will end and people will see her for her, her worth and won't mess not even a crumb is when she stands in her worth and says no ad khan absolutely not i know my worth hashem gave me this this is from hashem this is from the torah this is the like what i'm worth and you will not mess with me and to, to no extent i'm gonna fight for my worth you cannot treat me that way only then the anti-semitisms will switch and transform and they will respect and honor Eretz the way Eretz honors herself. It starts with her. So the same thing with women. We're waiting for the men to, you know, honor us and treat us with respect and know their space. The reason why we have to have all holy anger is because, and not let it out at men, it's, of course, that's not the point. The point is, it's the redemption of the feminine light. When we know, if first it has to be with holy anger, because as long as we don't access the anger, we'll come coming up with excuses. So first it's, no, I'm the woman. I'm the panemius light. I'm the feminine. I have the higher light. I, I'm Eretz Yisrael. Like a man 
is supposed to protect his wife and honor his wife and cherish his wife. Like I am the center. I, I have the holiest light. Like we know this truth, but the world wasn't like that. It was like the man suppressed the woman and like had that, you know, that that's the way it was. So for if we know our worth and we have like no nonsense, but not in a not in a in a beautiful way, in a dignified a queen way, through the the healthy holy anger inspires us to our worth, to Sarah's voice, to beyond compassion, to knowing like this so like I am the holy land, like I am our sister all, I am so worthy. Like anyone who enters and stands in my land needs to honor me with so much dignity and respect. And like you're welcome here, but like as long as you know who I am, you know, that is what redeems first the woman and then the man and that's why the rabbi said that mashiach is going to come through the woman that we are in the same we are the same woman who redeemed the nation in mitzrayim and we are the women who are going to redeem the world now why because it's through this work through us understanding our worth we're redeeming the feminine light and when the feminine light is redeemed the men can be redeemed by knowing their place and we spoke about this a few weeks ago that only when we redeem our body in Lachlacha, through redeeming our body, then the brain can recalibrate and learn a new job. Because as long as it's not honoring the body and the body's suppressed, the the brain needs to keep doing because it's masculine. So it will it will suppress. But when it's like, oh, the body has a voice, the body wants to do something. Oh, I'm activating now to a new role. My role now is to honor the desires of my body and to help it come up with ideas of how to honor the body. Oh, it's the same exact thing with men and women. The more we honor ourselves, the man's like, oh, this woman has so much light and power. Like she needs protection. She needs to be honored. She needs, let me run around doing everything for her because I just want her to be in her light because she is so powerful. She can change the world with this light. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, it's such a, it's such a, because when you come there and you go deeper, the first it's like the anger toward it. And then it's the, wow, I got to, it's almost like it's that same thing. I've got to step into my shoes because the women in a way are just literally have allowed the men not to step up as men. Yes. And, and this is same to us. with the yidden in, 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 in a, in a cholistic way, because it says, here we are, we're supposed to be the light unto the nation. And we keep giving the nations our power. We keep saying, no, 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 it's okay. We just want peace. You could kill our people. We just want peace. It's like, exactly. It's the same thing. You know, it's just, it's really, wow. It's, it's so, so wow. Women, see the Jew, the Jewish people are connected to the moon and the women are connected to the moon. It's so parallel. It's like, so, so, so powerful power. And, and the rabbi is guiding us because he knows it's so hard. It's so hard to do this. And there's so many other voices like, am I being mean? Am I being too intense? Am I being, is it really, could it really be right? And like, but my, compassion, but my compassion, I feel so bad. Listen to the voice of Sarah. No nonsense. This is what I'm worth. Like it's, it's profound. And the rabbi knew we would need that's the strength and the confirmation and the validation because it's so against everything like. And the clarity, the complete clarity, because it's I, like, takes it's like, there's like a piece that wants to like, keep making it fuzzy or keep making it complicated. Totally. And it's like, stay in the truth, stay in the truth. You know, it's, it's. Yeah. That's, I read something from the rabbi that, um, 
Avraham, who is the father of the nations, was all about generosity and chesed. And it was Sarah who was about directing his energy into holiness that was was what is what created the vessel for the Jewish people. So it when it's so profound how we're living this out, right? We see this that the father of the nations would be kind to everyone, like how the different nations are supporting each other, even in the war against Sarah. But it's Sarah who says that everything we do with the body has to be for holiness, everything. So there, so I learned that Eretz Israel is not a given for us. We have to keep the Torah in order to have Eretz Israel. So if we're not doing that, we actually don't have a guarantee for Eretz Israel. We have to be Torah is Hashem. Torah, Hashem, and the Jewish people are one. So it's it's really um, we're we're in a big opening right now. Of huge, huge. In the past, and and you see with a man's character is like a, I don't know. I I see this with not just myself. I see it with other people. Is that the men want to be giving in the outer world? They don't necessarily want to be showering their wife. They want to be giving the other work because that makes them very, they feel, you know, like they're conquering, they're accomplishing. And I and I think when we go into the root of being in our power, we are asking them to pour it upon us. Yes. And it's really hard for the men to do that for some reason. It's like, I well, guess it's hard for us to go in our power. I mean, it's 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 the same way that we, our process of becoming our greatest feminine light is walking away from the ego, leaving the mind and getting into our body, which is a, our feminine light. And for the men, it's going to be even harder, right? Because it's a process of leaving the ego and realizing that they're, the same way we only access our greatest pleasure, we access pleasure and delight and joy and peace when we are willing to leave our ego and our mind and go into our body and then we become so life becomes so powerful and beautiful and pleasurable the same way with men it's the, once we do the work they're going to come along but it's leaving the ego and then when they become our protectors and do everything to protect our light and honor us they're going to access their greatest pleasure their greatest pleasure is through honoring us the same way the non-jews it's like people will say well, why would the non-Jews want to give everything to the Jews and like honor them? Like, because they're going to get their greatest light and greatest pleasure from honoring the Jews. So then why wouldn't they want to? They're going to see what the result of that. So the men are going to feel so like find themselves in land when they realize like there's nothing that gives them more joy than honoring and protecting their wife. But it's a process. It's scary. Yeah. So I find that. I'm sorry. I just want to come back to Eretz Yisrael, that we only have that um, when we are keeping the mitzvahs. And I realized that now, because of the war, there are so much more mitzvahs. The chayalim want tzitzis. The chayalim are waiting in a row to put on tefillin. Um, and that there are, um, in, in the war, is also mitzvah. It's a milchemet mitzvah. So altogether, there are so many more mitzvahs and all the achdus, all the chesed that is done now. So halavai, this will bring us geula now. Yes, and also I just want to say there's that level of mitzvahs and there's also the mitzvahs and Torah that's in our body, like Shane mentioned, like the mitzvah we spoke about maybe like two months ago from one of the sikhas that a mitzvah is also Hashem's will and desire within us at every moment, right? So accessing 
Hashem's inner desire and will and this feminine light that we're flowing is also what helps Eretz Yisrael, right? Because we're accessing this feminine light that gives power to Eretz Yisrael. So there's also that deeper meaning too. Yeah. Yohades, you wanted to say something? I, I was just, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm going to just speak in, in a vulnerable way for myself is that um, as a Balchuva, when I became from, I remember so many people told me not to be Lubavitch because they think the Rebbe is Mashiach. And, and I was like, so there was such a, a, a tremendous feeling of like anger and injustice in me that the fact that here's the Rebbe, like this just as a Balchuva, just looking from the outside and thinking to myself, but here's Lubavitch Rebbe and they created this whole Kirov movement. And, and he brought me close and they're all copying him and then and then saying you shouldn't go to him it felt like such a it felt so wrong to me you know I and and I and, and for many years I felt and I could still feel it sometimes when you feel like the, here's the rebel he did so much he never says a word let everybody else take all the the you know ask accolades or whatever and become whatever and put him down while they're doing it and it's to me it has that same emotion as the feminine that comes up for me a lot of like this feeling of like here we are as queens and there and things are being turned around on us and i feel like that's where the anger for me like the resentment the anger of like it's so unjust it's so wrong and so it's just like you know an eretz israel like it's like the, for me that's just the messy emotion that i feel like is is what you're talking about where that anger and emotion comes and needs to be released yes get out of the way it's 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 the access to our dignity and our worth because if the anger is healthy anger is what helps us know what's right and wrong if we never if we're afraid to feel the anger then our brain will constantly tell us excuses for behaviors that are not okay or or compassion again either our brain suppresses the emotion and gives us all kinds of excuses or Avraham's voice, which is the soul's voice, compassion. Oh, you should feel bad. Da da da. The higher the anger accesses the strength of Sarah, and and we need to feel that anger because it's it's what ignites the truth, the the deep voice of truth. And then from that space, you don't have to be angry anymore. You just know. You don't. It's like the same thing. Like the same behavior has come again, and you're not even angry. You're just you're like abs- Like once you get through the anger, and then someone repeats that same energy that might have thrown you so dark or whatever you're like excuse me goodbye <laughs> like there's no conversation it's like come back to me when you're you know ready to treat me like a mensch it's just like it doesn't even become a thing anymore like you're not stuck in anger it's just the gateway but the process itself i find that like here the rebbe stands in it he just stands in it you know he never would you never hear the rebel like saying, well, I told you, or I, you know, it's just, it's just, he's just giving us. I mean, it's like, it's up to you. Here it is on a silver platter. You want it? Take I, it. But my point is, is that we don't see the rebel having any process or a messy process to stand in it. Mm-hmm. And we, in order to stand in it, this process is so precious. We have to do the process, like we, the work through it. Meaning like I do, I Literally. do part of what I do is this somatic healing where I hold a space for people to get to their soul wisdom and their truth. And I, and I, and I feel like it's so important to insist on this messy part. Totally. This messy part way. somehow, you know, and it's just a, we all, I don't know. I find that we all fight it because it's just, we just want to know the higher thing, like what the Rebbe said, or just stand in it. But in order to stand in it, we got across that abyss. 
over and over again. <laughs> That's the circumcision. That's the circumcision going into the messy space to activate and release and redeem the and reveal the greatest light that's underneath that's why we've it, it's it's just a coping mechanism and a protective mechanism that has kept us away from accessing the greatest light because we weren't ready so if someone's still making excuses and staying away from that messy journey it's their body's not ready yet and we could trust that they'll get there you know because it's very powerful you really have to be your body has to be really ready because the light is so powerful and it's 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 so beautiful and so incredible, but it just everyone will get there at the right time. Yes, Ellie Sheva. I love what you're saying about anger. Um, I always, I mean, for a while, I learned this communication called an un, nonviolent communication, mm -hmm. and um, it's taught me a lot and it's helped me a lot in life. But one of the things they say is that under anger, there's a sadness. So there's you know that, that anger is like a cover-up emotion, but the way you explain anger it's it's not it's like an indignant like feeling completely indignant and screaming you know that this is not right and this is not fair and this is like 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 a lion roaring like a lion like a lion and it, re it reminds me of um this book when you talked about standing in your open it's called the dance of anger and it's all about family relationships and and standing in your own light and not letting family members treat you badly and making excuses for them and forgiving them and you know and um yes it's 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 it's, it's so it's so it fits into this class really really perfectly if anybody Amazing. is interested it's yeah the dance wow. of anger thank you i it's interesting you're saying that because first of all thank you second of all i think that i feel the opposite i think sadness covers up anger when i'm sad I, almost all the time it's because i'm like my body initially will suppress the anger and then when i feel anger i feel like the joy comes back like so quickly for me once i access the anger also it's so interesting when you think of a lion it says Aryeh is when, when in the Torah, right? In the Anasicha, a couple months ago, the Rebbe said, whenever it says Aryeh in the Torah, it's referring to Hashem. So you think about like this protective, like somatically, like imagery. If you could imagine this lion, like protecting you and like, you know, like absolutely not. Like I know my worth. If you're going to come close, you're going to treat me as a queen. Otherwise, I have this lion protecting me. I've spoken about my lion before. So profound. It's like, like, so so clear um another thing i want to say is that you with rage or whatever like it's not it's not yelling it's 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 like it's through imagery and it's through breath work and it's through feeling and it's like the ignition that like allowing the fire to burn through your body and not be afraid of it and realize like it's literally the access to your greatest fire like you light the fire of anger and you let it burn through and you don't hurt anyone you don't scream you just you're igniting the fire of desire, of passion, of pleasure, of Hashem, of essence, of it's it's the access to to your light, to like doing everything with passion and joy, because it's 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 the it's the source, it's the access to the fire. We want to live with fire in a good way, so the the anger actually helps you activate your aliveness. It's it's incredible, yeah. What was that? Simcha also. Yeah, joy, for sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. And accessing your your true energy. It also anger, I feel like it's like the division between other people's energies and yours. Like it's so it's so hard. Like you absorb other people's energies and you don't know where you start and where you end. And 
anger is like this fire that's like redeems who reminds you who you are and your energy and where you start and stop and just creates this really really healthy boundary and like it just like burns away all the confusion and just you brings you right back into alignment of yourself i have a question about hashem's anger like i just remembered like in tyra it says hashem was angry and i wanted to know how does that tie in to what we're talking about i'm just sure it curious. does no it's it's interesting <laughs> I, I love your question so i know that um actually rabbi jacobson has said something so beautiful it says whenever it says anger it says af. And that it means that his passion was ignited. Like that he says that anger is such a horrible translation. It's not the truth. It's that his passion is ignited. And what is that? It's that whenever we separate from Hashem, we disconnect and we forget our worth and we forget who we are. And we go in different, in, in like, you know, acting in a, in a way that we're worthless and doing things that's totally not who we are and aligned with who we are, that Hashem's passion gets ignited. Like he gets so hurt and sad and passionate because he wants us to come back to unity so i feel like i'm sure it's it's i'm sure we can make that connection right because anger is really like comes from a place when when someone's acting in a way that they shouldn't or something's not in alignment something's not right it's our passion is ignited our 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 anger really is passion so it's, it's like right it's like our our um our will for justice like divine justice not like Right, not justice like ego trip justice, but ju divine justice because there is a divine. It's like justice. the soul is the There's soul is soul. burning and saying this is not the way it's supposed to be. This is not the way people talk to each other. This is not the this. It's like we know the truth and we know what it could be, and it's like it's like no, it's so much stronger. Sadness is this is so sad that someone's talking to me this way. There's so that it's it's more like helpless and hopeless. Anger is alive because it's that's why it's could be so holy. Because it's like, it's this, right, it's the passion of justice of like, I, I know what I'm worth, I know there's better. And so that's why when when Hashem, it says when he gets angry, it's he's crying with passion, because like, come on, we could be intimate, we could be one with each other, like, it hurts me that you're making these choices, like, come back to, to me so I could love you. It's like that thin line. It's like the my mother would always say love and hate are very close emotions. It's like, Anger is the way that takes you the farthest from Hashem and brings you to the closest. It's the, it's the exactly. portal. The portal, exactly. Because, and and the Rebbe always says this, and we know in Chassid, it's the lowest vibration, the lowest light, the lowest, the more low you go, the higher the light. So now I just connected because anger must be connected to Malchus because Malchus is a portal. Yeah. It must be. Well, it's interesting because it's the, in the Sikha, it says that accessing the Nefesh Bahamas is when we access our Machas because we become a vessel and the portal is the anger. So, yeah, it's all connected. Okay, well, we have a lot to think about this week. Thank you for joining. Thanks so much. Amazing. 